Hello and welcome to the Naptown Blues FanCast, a weekly roundup of your Annapolis Blues FC playing in the Mid-Atlantic Division of the NPSL. I am your host, Sam Houston, and back from his spiritual sabbatical, we'll call it, my co-host, Hiram Wainwright. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How you doing, Sam? I am doing wonderful, sir. Uh, please be sure to subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. Please take a moment to leave a review and share with your footballing friends. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Natown Blues Pod. And for tickets, go to AnnapolisBlues.com. We have a tradition. Dare I say, an obligation here at the DU Public House Studios to have a drink in our hands while we record. Hiram, we're drinking something special tonight. We've been holding out to talk about it till you got back into town. So tell us all about what we're drinking tonight. Well, I'm glad you saved this special drink for us. We are drinking Forward Brewing's very own Keeper's Kolsch. It is, give me one second. <laughs> it is a slightly lighter version of the uh, Forward Brewing's flagship Kolsch. It is lightly dry dropped and is 4.7% ABF. It ABB. is easy to drink. That's the beauty of 4.7 and typically Whenever you have something that's got a little bit of hops to it, it's normally IPAs. Those normally go to six, seven, eight percent, which fine. We all are trying to get to the ends of a certain situation when we're having adult beverages. Right. Uh, but also you're out in the sun in the parking lot. You want something that's quick, that's easy, that's low ABV, that's refreshing and easy to drink. Very and it's a, it's a great little beer. I uh, may or may not have uh, enjoyed one with... Uh, the primary owner, Hitch, and his little tailgate while we were out there was, was pretty great. Pretty great. <laughs> uh, what else do we always got to make sure we do? Oh, we always got to make sure to remember to drink responsibly. There we go. All right. <clears throat> Let's get into the action, starting with a Wednesday's away match at Northern Virginia United. No, 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 no. Scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> so, bad air quality kind of, kind of, I would say, postponed the match. Mm-hmm. Uh Thanks, Canada. Uh, <laughs> uh, blame Canada. Shame on Canada. They're not even a real country anyway. Does this mean we get that free health care, though? Because oh, of that? okay. Yeah. Do you know the movie reference I was just making? I know you're in your 20s, so you might not know it. I probably didn't catch it. South Park, bigger, longer, uncut. Uh, blame Canada. I haven't seen that, but I'm mm-hmm. definitely familiar with South Park. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're, they're, they had, it was actually nominated for an Academy Award, that song, Blame Canada that year was was yeah pretty pretty fantastic well <laughs> i too too bad um you know um the kyle's mom song wasn't but we can't really go over the lyrics of the kyle's mom song we are a friendly show here friendly show <laughs> on to saturday then again we stomp we start promptly at 3 p.m with tailgating uh the Anne Arundel SPCA was also having their paws and pints fundraiser as well everybody seemed to get along really well in the parking lot and nobody was cramping anybody's style but it was a nice full parking lot lots of people having fun a bunch of people who ended up uh buying tickets from that yeah you know there was a match we're like hey, go check it out apparently like we had some of the season ticket holders even at the uh <clears throat> pause and pause and pints event but the executive producer melissa might have been there <laughs> maybe or maybe not <laughs> but no it seemed like a good event a uh, great great cause but then also uh forward brewing was there too so mm-hmm. shout out to forward for that uh, we also saw during the tailgate uh, Maryland United crew with Pat Noel set along in the back, uh, as well as Ethan, one of the minority owners of the team, uh, swung by, had a shot of whiskey with Big Sam. Yes, we did. Little uh, Jepson's bourbon, not Jepson's Malort. If I, uh, if you all are ever around me and I start pulling out the bottle of Jepson's Malort, run. Just run. 
Take his word for it. Please <laughs> run like fast. <laughs> that uh, is me being evil. <laughs> uh, he also had a group of 50 tailgating with him as well. And as Sam mentioned earlier, we had Hitch, uh, our very own owner of the team. Uh, he even had a DJ in the Bacante Fook truck. What did you think about that, though? It was pretty nice, man. It was a good setup. And um, everybody spaced out a little bit. I'd like to kind of see us all kind of maybe unite a little bit more, maybe go to the back and yeah. to the center where can we can all... It's communal, right? Like, I know for us at the Bay Boys, it's like, come over. You want a burger? We don't, you, you're just walking down the street and go, I want a burger. We're not going to stop you. Right. Like, and then I've got like a table full of booze. Like, you want a whiskey? There's 10 bottles. Pick one, pour it for yourself. Like, <laughs> one uh, little lady comes up and she was like, I really want some rye whiskey. And she tried to hand me a 20. I'm like, darling. <laughs> I've got 40 times more that in my house. <laughs> Don't. just I, You're doing me a favor. Please have the rye whiskey. You're perfectly fine. We guarantee by the next game, it'll definitely be very rocking, as was this game for the parking lot as well. Yeah, big shout out to Amanda with the Bay Boys, too, who was on the show with us prior. Um, it's uh, Paulie and a couple of the uh, rest of the crew were, were out of town for weddings and stuff like that. Amanda did 100% of the setup, 100% of the takedown. She did all the cooking. She got all the troops together inside the stadium. Just big shout out to her because she did it 100% herself. So really big hats off to her as well. Shout out to Amanda. Yeah, exactly. We also, uh, the crew is starting to come up with some pretty fun chants that we got to definitely talk about. So one that I we're going to go ahead and teach everybody right now. Oh, and we yeah. want you to start doing when you're at games because it's so easy. It's the uh, Olay chant. So Olay, 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 right? So except for instead of saying Olay, because we're Marylanders and we're obsessed with the stuff, Old Bay. So Old Bay, 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 Old Bay. Very good. Uh, we also got a chance to chat with a few listeners in the stands as well. Honestly, I'm still surprised that some people recognize my voice, but <laughs> it's going to get, take some getting used to. Uh, we got with Brian with the Fitz came up with another chant that we're also going to try into work in. So Ooh, now real quick, uh, you just said the Fitz and people are like, who the hell are the Fitz? So this is someone I know from the DU football show, people I know from that. And it's a group of Fulham supporters that are the South to the Mid-Atlantic. Mm. And the Fitz stands for Fulham in the South. And they are much to the Fulham kind of level. They're very Fulhamish. They're very nice people, like the <laughs> nicest people ever. Yeah, you know, which I'm sure you, as a Chelsea supporter, you're like yeah, Fulham. <laughs> I mean, I, we'll we'll see how it comes come July 30th when I'm CF at <laughs> <laughs> Bloody brilliant. Okay, so this one is going to be more to the tune of uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. So we all know that. And Brian uh, sent this in. He actually sent it in with a five star review too. Which, by the way, everybody, very easy. Five stars. Show's great. That's all you got to do. Nice yeah. and simple. Wherever you listen to your podcast, you can do it on Spotify, do it on Apple. Very easy. All right. So let's give it a try here. Oh, who plays in a stadium down by the bay? That town FC. Who beats all the teams? They send their away. That town FC. Who scores all the goals whenever we play? That town FC. Who makes a regret? They come in today. That town FC. Nat town FC. Nat town FC. So that's it. So that's what we got. We got a couple there. I I did try to do uh one of the like classic ones that you do for most soccer teams. It was uh 
not until I die. I'm not until I die. I swear I am. I know I am. I'm not until I die. Yeah. First match, I was all prompted. I was like, okay, don't start <laughs> chant. I do it. Two people turn around and go, what about Eastport? You have one job. <laughs> I understand your mayor dog's feelings are hurt by it all. <laughs> Sorry, it's the Annapolis Blues, Naptown. It just it works. Okay, we're not forgetting about you. It's fine. You're a delicate flower. We love you. It's, it's all right. We're 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 all one city together here. We're supposed to be un, united, right? Yay. Um. So let's get to the game. Uh, coach made a couple of changes to the lineup. One of which being uh, Gordon uh, Burnlord got his start uh, after scoring three from the bench in three his last three matches, which was nice to see. Gordy. <laughs> uh, we also got Griffin Hemmendinger, uh was called into action early. Making a quick save, but from that point though, the rest of the first half was pretty much all the blues though. Uh, problem being is Virginia Beach uh, City decided to set up in a low block and they put 10 man behind the ball and they just went, okay, you have the flanks and you have everything 40 yards and out. That is all we are giving you. It's pretty much a full Diego Simeone in Atletico. <laughs> it was like it, like a cold, rainy Wednesday in Stoke. That's exactly <laughs> it was exactly what Virginia Beach City went for. <laughs> yes, but can you do it on a cold, rainy day in Stoke? I'm sorry, you guys give me a minute after that. <laughs> That was brilliant. I, I tried to save some zingers for you there, my friend. You know, I got to keep you on your toes. That's the oh. point of the show. Uh, just call me Muhammad Ali. I'm going to keep just, just boxing. <laughs> <laughs> the Blues dominated possession with uh, 63%. They had seven shots with three of those on goal and seven corner kicks. But no goals to show for it as it went to the first half. No, uh, no, or zero, zero, as our other friends might say. <laughs> uh, the only stat that Virginia Beach City won was Faust with eight. Y'all gotta work on that. <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was just clear they wanted to frustrate them. That was it. You you could tell we beat them for nothing in their building. Yeah. We beat them handedly in their building, and they just went, "All right, we're not letting Jacob Morrell beat us through the middle. That's we're not gonna let that happen." And yeah. you could just tell that's what one point coach switched them mm-hmm. from to different sides, and there were chances, but it just wasn't like really clear chances, and a lot of it was crosses to one person. Great that that one person is open. Awesome problem. Four defenders <laughs> were surrounding them, so kind of hard to do anything there, you know. Of course. And uh, so we head into the second half, and uh, I found this actually made me giggle, and it's worth mentioning. A half-hearted shot from midfield, <laughs> right off the kickoff. It was just like maybe we'll catch uh, Hemmendinger asleep for a moment. He he didn't even catch it. He just chested it down and like kicked it away. It was like, oh, okay, so. That's how we're starting. <laughs> and then it was just all blues again. Yeah. I've, can we just say that Griffin is that guy? Oh, yeah. He is definitely that guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> During the second half, uh, attendance was announced. There was any doubt from last week, even though we broke the record not to toot our horn. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we went ahead and made the second most attended match in MPSL history with 7,665. Fantastic. And then in the 58th minute, as like I said, we were really pushing the action. Coach Harriet decided to go ahead and switch out both of the wingers. So Burn Lauren Harris came off. Eric Gwads and a younger guy, Duncan, I want to say his last name is. He just, uh, coach was telling me about him, and I don't want to speak out of turn, but like mm-hmm. literally just graduated from high school. He's going to Boston University next year. Is that the tip of my tongue? I forgot. I want to say the last name's done, but I'm not positive. So. It might be. But I mean, both of them immediately come on, and it's not that. Harris and Burnlor were bad. They were great. They were owning the outside flanks. Right. But at that 60-minute mark, what you're essentially doing to a team who's decided we're going to pack it in, 
great. You're going to pack it in. Yeah. We're going to put on two sets of fresh legs. They're going to run as fast as our guys did at the start of the match. And you're only going to get more tired. <laughs> and so, and it, and it really, honestly, it worked like a charm. Then you really started to see them push Virginia Beach City even more. And Virginia Beach City only had four men. They only traveled with four men on the bench. So what they had on the pitch is what they had. Yeah. And they were definitely starting to get gassed. By the 62nd minute, the Blues with the substitute of Eric Gwad's scoring, but it gets called off of a Jacob Morrell getting fouled for a... Yeah, he pushed him in the back. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a foul. Yeah. After I went back and watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, he had two hands right on the guy's back. But then, of course, seconds later, Gwad's put a shot over the goal, and the Blues were in business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was dead center. I just don't think he was expecting the ball to fall to him there, yeah. and he just lifted his head up a little bit and just put it over the post. Maybe could have done better with it, but I also think it hit him kind of quick. And he was also just recently inserted on the field, and he's involved in two scoring plays within, you know, four minutes. The 67th minute, finally, the Blues break through. Miles Lamb rifles home a ball from right dead center in the box, uh, technically an assist by Jacob Morrell because he goes to hit one in, hits off of a defender's arm in the box. Everybody raises his hand, obviously, looking for a handball. Right. But advantage, which is exactly what you want, (laughs) falls right to Miles' foot, and he puts it right in the back of the net. After the match, we did get a chance to uh, chat with Miles about the goal. Excellent game tonight. Great goal. Uh, Seemed tough tonight, right? Like, this this team has already seen you once, so they just kind of decided they weren't going to let you work through the middle. Uh, Talk a little bit about your goal. Yep, definitely. I think today was definitely a mentality game. Um, We got them the first time, and they came back. They had a different tactical setup. but it really just came from us pushing. Um, and my goal is it wasn't the prettiest, but uh, it was bouncing around the box and just put my foot through it. So I think the next two goals, Jackson Ruckman's goal is beautiful, but yeah. we, we just kept pushing and we got the goals. Excellent, yeah. very good. Uh, how you've been enjoying these big crowds yeah, so far. It's, it's been amazing. I, I haven't had really the opportunity to play in front of a crowd like this and it's, it's just been great. 8,000, 7,000, you know, anything yeah. like that is, is just beautiful. So. We, we cool. love playing, yeah. It, it definitely motivates us. Excellent. Well, yeah. Miles, thanks right. so much, man. Thank you. Congrats Appreciate on the win tonight. Thank you. Can I just say how how great of a kid Miles is? Oh, yeah. He's Fantastic such a guy. He's such a cool guy. By the 70th minute, Griffin Hemendinger comes with a massive save right after the Blues goal. And another one a minute later as VBC, Virginia Beach City, needed to find an equalizer. Wow. <laughs> it was clearly... It was a bit of a breakdown. Uh, uh, I think it was Lee who just kind of got caught a little flat-footed. Yeah. And their guy turned on the wheels and got by him. And the next thing you know, he's inside the box, and it's him and Griff. And he put the shot where it needed to go. Griff just got himself long and big and got a fingers on it and knocked it around. And then then the second one wasn't an overly tough save, but it was still a save that he had to make, and it was still pressure coming on. Right. that kind of seemed to wake the boys up. They're like, oh, hold on now. Now, uh, side note, quick uh, apology to Griff. On the way out of the stadium, I tried to hit and kill our goalkeeper. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'm driving out. He's darting across in all dark and uh, all dark clothes. And yeah, man, it's, I mean, he's a very tall white kid. I should notice him running in front of, and I had to slam on my brakes and it was a thing and I apologize for trying to kill him. So everybody, I apologize. The man's I tried to kill our goalkeeper and it's not because I used to play goalie. I do not ever want to get back in the net again. Please believe me. Believe me. Believe me. So this though did wake the blues up oh, yeah. in the 74th minute. Uh, Eric Gwad's finally got his goal, man. He, uh, he it was a little rebounder off of a uh, Toshi Davis uh, shot and the keeper 
got his hands on it, but he put it right down in front, and it was just a nice, easy put it away. And finally, the game is starting to open up for the Blues. And then seeing that being on the field was just phenomenal, too. Of course, like whenever you get a chance to see the goals up close and personal, it's it's a great feeling. But then again, seeing Eric get that rebound goal. And then this might sound very uh, condescending towards Virginia Beach, but like just seeing like the sadness and disappointment in their faces, like, <laughs> <laughs> they they came in with a plan. Their plan was to to was to stifle yeah. the free flowing attack, to slow it down, make it ugly, foul a lot. Like it's a perfectly sound way. We we watch this as fans of on a professional level mm-hmm. with the English Premier League. How do you play Man City? You pack all eleven back and you go. We dare you to score on us, and we're going to be annoying and we're going to shut you down. <laughs> and sometimes it works. A lot yeah. of times it doesn't, but sometimes it works. Yeah. If you try to play an open game against them, you're going to lose 9 nothing. They're going to score on you like crazy. I mean, that was the Champions League final I was yesterday. Say, just ask Inter how they feel about that. <laughs> yeah. Inter tried to shut them down. Well, sucks. <laughs> uh, we got a chance to speak with Jacob Moreau after the match to discuss how the club felt about the stubborn defense of Virginia Beach City. All right. They don't always go your way, right? Yeah, like, no. especially playing this team a second time. Right. It was very clear there was going to be nothing down the middle. They yeah. weren't going to let yeah. you have it. And I definitely wanted to interview you tonight because you did the tough work. Yeah. And that's a lot of things that people don't realize. Like when you when you talk with a striker, it's oh, get me goals. Right. What was it like out there for you tonight? What were you looking for? How were you trying to open them up? I think it was exciting for me because it's something I struggle with a lot is playing in a low against a low block. So it's hard to move, I guess, for me. I find it tough getting on the ball, finding chances, that type of stuff. So really my thought process at halftime is just like stay positive, stay with it, and maybe it'll open up. And then, you know, we, we put in a good team effort in the second half. I think yeah. that it's tough when you're playing a team that just wants to sit back and kick the ball forward. So you're not going to give up a ton of chances, but the chances that they did get, Griff, what a save at the end there. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I think overall, as the game was going to go on, it was going to break down more as they got tired and the uh, gaps started to open. But, Overall, it's a good team win. 3-0 win on the, at home, it's, it's really exciting. So Yeah, it, it, it definitely seemed like they had decided they were not going to let you play your style. 100%. And, it, yeah. and that's a good answer for the team because that's the response. How do yep. you respond to adversity? Last week, how do you respond going down twice? Right. You right. responded. This, yeah. is, this is what you're looking for out of the no, team. It's, it's really exciting because if, if the things don't go the way that we want to, like you just said, I mean, the character that we've shown the past two weeks has been great to get two results at home. So And, and the support of the fans is just incredible. Scoring goals, that type of stuff with the fans is, is really special. Excellent. Get so, out of here. Go thank you so much. Great job. Thank, thank you so it. much. I wanted to make sure that I interviewed him because he's five goals on the season. He's three assists on the season. He's the stud, right? He's the, the the big prospect from Georgetown University, one of the best college schools in the country, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times, strikers don't score goals, right? And they play games like this. What he did, and there was some him getting frustrated and a little pushing around and a little, you know, ref had to talk to him and some defenders a few times, which is exactly what the defender wants. Right. That is exactly what they want. They want to work him over. Stuck with it. Help, got the assist that on the first goal. Helped build up the play on the second goal. Like, he ran the deflection on the third goal. He was the one who ran out of the way that left Jackson wide open. <laughs> like, it's... We spend so much time worrying about goals, right. and sometimes you got to look at the 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 unfortunate term for it, but the thankless work. Yeah, and I also like vindication on my end. The TV announcer, mm. 
I went back and was watching the highlights because, you know, I'm trying to get up. You only see so much live. You got to go back and watch things. Right. And in the eighth minute, what is he doing? He's talking about oh, Jacob's <laughs> like, like, yeah, you are. You, yeah, that's right. That's what I was thinking. Too. <laughs> Speaking of that, why don't we just go ahead and just put it out, put it out there and just say, vote for Jacob for uh, team of the month. Oh God, yes, definitely. Because like five goals, three assists. It's an abs- It's an absolute no brainer. There's no one doing better than him. Like there, there may be some people scoring a few more goals, but he's doing everything, and he's doing it. In open play on penalties, just yeah, definitely. How do how do people go for voting for him? Uh, just go to mpsl.com. They have more details from there. You can also check them out on Instagram as well for more details. All right, and so in the 82nd minute, Jackson Ruckman does it again with another rocket volley off a uh, off a uh, set play piece play, puts it in the back of the net, three nil, and we get to uh, talk to Jackson after the match about the second screamer in as many weeks. That is two weeks in a row with thunder goals, Ed. Yeah, just loving the set pieces, finding the ball, finding it in the right place. Uh, walk us through that goal. That was just a hell of a hit. I mean, we've been we've been having guys in the wide area. I mean, guys been coming in. Luke Dunn's coming in, done well. We've got Miles and Justin down the left side. They're all whipping balls in. Um, I'm standing in the box all night. And I'm like thinking, oh, one of these is gonna find me. I know one of these is gonna find me going over our head. You know, we're unlucky a lot tonight, but um, for that one, I just was in the right place at the right time, so went in. You're prepared, like, the next five that come off your foot are going in Rosette, right? Because it's I, two weeks I, in a row I'd hope so. that you've hit it perfectly. I, I think I got a good luck charm in the, in the crowd here, so I think when I play at home, I'll, I'm ready to go. Excellent. How much you love the crowd so far? I mean, to 8,000 one night, 7,000 this night. I mean, the support's unreal, obviously. Um, biggest crowd I've ever played in front of. Um, you know, in college, we don't get close to this much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to see the support, see all the young fans out here is uh, kind of like a dream come true for me. So, excellent. I don't know if you noticed it, but after your celebration, all the kids over here, <laughs> they were doing it too. That's awesome. That's awesome. doing it too. Yeah, I, I uh, train some of these guys uh, in youth clubs around the mm-hmm. area, so it's always great to see them and their parents out here supporting. So. Nice. Fantastic. Thank you so much for the time, Thank man. you, guys. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. I do appreciate the fact that uh, Jackson realizes they're a little little bit of a horseshoe going on right now it's like two perfect volleys that he hit i like you it's like yeah the next five are going in roadside he's like oh yeah yeah." like yeah that's definitely happening because they were both i mean picture perfect volleys he just ripped both of them jackson i can't i've told you this in person you are just phenomenal man (laughs) it's great to see him do good as a player as of course on the uh, on the pitch but then most people don't even notice he's also an intern for the blues as well too oh very cool so that's actually great to see him do both great things both in and off the pitch or in and out of the office but it's just amazing that he's doing sustainably well for both so shout out to jackson for that uh this match could have gotten out of hand if it wasn't for vbc's keeper making multiple big saves but the blues see it out in their fourth straight victory and remain undefeated yeah their their keeper had i'd say at least five big big saves a couple in the first but three in the second half that were dead to right in the back of the net and right. he he came away with saves they were you could tell they were completely gassed by the end and it's no it's no disrespect to them as a club you mm-hmm. know you it's a long trip you got up here you didn't have a big bench they worked you down in your building so you know what you're expecting and you decide to go out with a game plan and that game plan worked until the 70th minute right it worked perfectly fine until then and then it you just ran out of gas. It's just unfortunate. Now, we did uh, get a chance to catch up with uh, Coach as well, so let's get his thoughts after the match. 
Jaffa, how, how you doing? Good, how are you? Wonderful. Again, you? a team, second time around seeing you. They looked a lot different than they did the first time. They clearly decided you were not getting the middle of the pitch. They seemed to be in a holding back three, a low block, and they weren't going to give it to you. Yeah, that's a pretty accurate assessment. The, uh, <laughs> they had a line of confrontation. They never moved for the line. They, uh, they clogged up the middle of the field. Uh, I think this early in the process, we're getting a reputation for how we play, how we like to work. So as I said to the guys before the game, and as we said at halftime, there's game situations. We just need to find the solutions with our principles. Nothing changes. It's just find the solutions. So we had a lot of the ball. But we're not really creating as many openings as we would like. But how we play, I think the opposition, again, look at the last three or four games, the second half, they tend to tire because they're moving so much. Um, and then we made a couple of adjustments in the wide areas at halftime, and the guys took the information on board. So, yeah, it was good. The subs, that's really what it was. And it's not taking anything away from the two wingers that started the match. They put in a lot of work, and they really wore down that back line but you could tell the minute you put in two guys, two fresh legs, they were done. And you were able to start to really work at them. And it just took that moment, not the prettiest first goal, but it counts. And I think when you come in with a, a game plan and then something like that happens, <coughs> you're then like, right, how do we change it? Do we sit in this low block? Do we start to press? And then with a team like us, that can be dangerous at times because mm -hmm. there's so many goals scoring and so many guys that can score goals and change games. So, again, credit to the guys that came in and contribute. I'll say it again. That's why we have the squad that we have. Um, but I just feel the way that we keep playing, the way we keep the ball, teams will tire because they're having to work without the ball. And you know yourself, that is a long shift. Yeah. And then when you have guys that come in fresh, they can impact the game. Uh, it's tough. It's difficult for the opposition. It's uh, something that I, I was talking about with uh, supporters in the stands is sometimes it's the thankless work that goes a long way. And a couple of things are worth mentioning. Griff didn't have to do anything tonight except for make a save that saved the game. And sometimes you overlook that for keepers like that. They had the night off until they're asked to make one big moment. And he came up with it. And the second person I wanted to point out, too, was was Jacob. He's the goal scorer, right? He's the guy who's supposed to be doing all the flash. And he's in there doing really gritty work, coming back to the ball, feeding it back out to the outsides, pulling center backs to him to make them pay attention and being a disruptor. And I, I think sometimes people overlook the little nuances to the game and things that people do that really help the overall impact, which is goals. I think I mentioned to you, maybe it was last week, that with Jacob, it's easy to get caught up with just the goals it's his overall work and what he does for the actual group and tonight was the, the perfect example of that how he pressed his rookie possession but his movement how he tries to like the game taking center backs all over the place um, and then griffin griffin tonight as soon as it happened i don't know how but i went back to an interview i heard probably five years ago i think it was edwin van der Sar, the manchester united keeper and he said the most difficult thing about being a keeper at that level when you're dominating a game as your concentration levels you have to stay in the game and you look at Griff all his contact tonight and all his actions were passing the ball and then he's had to come up with a massive save at a massive time in the game and it goes in the net that's 1-1 it's a completely different match they go right back to low block and they go we'll get out of here with a point and you leave frustrated and that save 
saves the win. It re-energizes them, gives them a, a new lease of life. Um, their concentration levels go up. But for us, we just uh, can. Everybody's contributing. Mm -hmm. And if we want to have a good year, we're going to have to continue with that. Uh, everybody coming in and impacting the game in, in one way or another. Perfect. Thanks, Gaffer. Thank Big you win. very much. Something nobody ever realizes how damn windy it gets down on the field itself that is Sucks. like the the stands are one thing but that is just a little wind tunnel and one side of it's open the other side's got a block to it so it just gets in there and whips around um big credit to executive producer uh, melissa who uses our uh, it's a portable recording device that we use and mm -hmm. Honestly, so you hear like those little whipples and stuff like that. That's the wind. There is literally nothing we can do about it. But we also want the background noise. We're at the damn stadium for crying out loud. Like we want to be able to have all that. So, yeah. <clears throat> all right. So catching up around the rest of the league, our match on Thursday uh, and also um, our match on Wednesday and then the match on Thursday between Frederick uh, and Alexandria Reds was also postponed. Last Sunday, the Reds beat uh, Grove United three to two, who's our next opponent, and they beat them in the 90th plus minute they were up to nothing grove came back tied it up 2-2 only to lose it in like the 93rd just Whoa. a heartbreaker uh keeping that going on saturday fc frederick finally got their first win they beat northern virginia united 2-1 and greenville continued their winning ways winning one nothing over grove united hiram how is the table looking is it too early to say it up the blues <laughs> i love it go right uh, ahead the annapolis blues are on top of the table with five games played four wins zero losses and one tie currently sitting on 13 points 16 goals forced two allowed and sitting on a goal differential of 14. Okay. coming behind us is the alexandria reds uh currently with four games played three wins zero losses and one tie currently sitting on 10 points with 10 goals forced five allowed and in a goal differential of five Right behind them is Greenville United in third with six games played, which is the most in the entire league, or at least in our division for, mm -hmm. right, for right now. They currently sit with three wins, zero losses, and three ties. Uh, sitting with 12 points on the table with 11 goals forced, four allowed, and a goal differential of seven. And fourth, you have Virginia Dream FC with four games played with only one win, one loss, and two ties. Sitting with five points on the table, nine forced, eight allowed and a goal differential of one Virginia Beach City is currently in six with five games played oh I'm sorry I skipped one yeah and fifth is FC yeah. Frederick uh, as they got their first win as Sam just mentioned out of four games played so far one win two losses and one tie uh, currently on four points six goals allowed six goals forced 12 allowed and currently on a goal differential of negative six now to the sixth place <laughs> yeah there we go uh, Virginia Beach City with five games played with zero wins three three losses and two ties currently with two points they have three goals forced 13 goals allowed and a negative 10 goal differential in seventh place, you have Grove United with four games played, zero wins, three losses, and one tie with one point in the table, currently with four goals forced, 
nine allowed, and negative five as a goal differential. And then at the bottom of the table, we have Northern Virginia United with the same scoreline as Grove with four games played, zero wins, three losses, and one tie sitting on one point at the table with three goals forced, nine allowed, and a goal differential of negative six. All right, good, very good. And then, uh, of course, there's, I, I don't know how it all works. I mean, there's an abacus and 10 fingers, 10 toes. You carry the one, times it by pi, and you figure out what your national rankings are for everybody in the league. Currently, your Annapolis Blues are in what place there, Harm? Sixth. Yes. <laughs> we are the second highest ranked team on the East Coast. And uh, where all of this means for us is this is playoffs. The higher your rank, you play at home. So we want to keep rooting for our boys to get as high up the national rank as well because means more games in front of us and me not having to get on a plane and fly halfway across the country because I'm dumb enough to do it. I'll join you. <laughs> Next up for the match uh, is at home for the Blues on Father's Day. So yep. this time it will be on Sunday facing Grove United out from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, instead of a kickoff being at 7, it will be at 5. So gates will open at 4. So that means tailgate will be even earlier. Too. At noon is the uh, <laughs> early initial thought is everybody's going to be out there at noon. Yeah, so please get your tickets available on AnnapolisBlues.com right now. And also, if you are parking at the tailgate, please get your parking pass before the game, too. Yeah, Park Mobile. It's easy. Pay for it ahead of time. You get a barcode. All you got to do is just walk up, drive up. They scan you. You're right in. No yeah. problem. And nobody's going to chase you out at the end. You can take your time leaving. You're good. Yeah. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, just a friendly reminder, this is a DU Public House production. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at Natown Blues Pod. And for the team, follow Annapolis Blues at Annapolis Blues on Twitter to follow the club. Until next week, everybody. Up the Blues! Up the blues!